Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for Cookies and Crime. Listener stories. Hey, everyone. It's Karen, and welcome back to another episode of Cookies and Crime. This episode is a listener stories. It's the second one we've done since the podcast has started. And it's perfect timing because Halloween is around the corner. So we're going to be sharing some spooky ghost stories along with some true crime ones. And I feel like I have to warn you guys each time I do share ghost stories, I get freaked out super easily, which sucks because I love this stuff. But at some point, if I get scared, if I hear something crack, I'm probably going to run and I'm probably going to scream. So sorry in advance. And before I get into it, I do want to share that in the last episode, I covered the Amityville murder and horror. So both the true crime part of it and the paranormal part of it. And that night was so freaking weird for me. First of all, I'm woken up in the middle of the night by this loud banging noise. It was a wooden board that was leaning on the wall in my bedroom which has been there for a very long time. It does get moved from time to time, but it just fell over so hard that it made a dent in the wall. And so out of all nights, it fell on that night where I was freaked out. Another thing that's super weird is I almost fell into sleep paralysis that night. I do get sleep paralysis from time to time, but I never typically get it when I'm sleeping right next to Patrick, my fiance. I usually get it when I'm alone and scared and you know, it comes on because of that. But I was so surprised that I was about to go into sleep paralysis with him right there. And I know I'm about to go into it because I'm awake and I feel like my body's shutting down, like I'm not going to be able to move it. And it's freaky because George Lutz in the Amityville story also goes into sleep paralysis and sees crazy things in the house. So coincidence? I don't know. I don't know. But that part freaked me out the most. I just never get sleep paralysis when I'm around Patrick. And the last thing may be a stretch, but of course, in my paranoid mind, it made sense. I woke up at 6.09, which is the age that DeFeo Jr., the person who murdered his entire family in that house, died. And so that's a far stretch, right? Like it would be even creepier if I woke up at 3.15 a.m., which is when he killed his whole family. But still, after everything that's happened, I made that connection and that whole night was super weird. And with that, I'm gonna read more ghost stories today. Hopefully nothing happens tonight. But before I get into that, we are going to eat a cookie. So I'm actually in LA visiting family right now and so I had to find a cookie place and the one that was closest to me at the time was Beverly Hills Cookies. It's a cute little small business. I could see that a couple was running it. They've been open for five months and they had some really cool flavors. So the one I picked up was called duck eggs, which I assume is because they used duck eggs instead of regular chicken eggs. And I've heard of this being a thing before, like I think in French cooking or French baking, they use duck eggs more often because it's supposed to give a richer flavor. So let's see if that's true. It's a really soft cookie. Hmm. 
I think there's white chocolate in this as well. You can definitely tell that there's a difference. Like there's just something that's slightly different from regular cookies. It almost has an Asian flavor to it. Like I wanna say it's an almond cookie. The cookie is perfectly moist. There's a nice crunch on the outside and it has a very unique taste because of the eggs. I would give this cookie a six out of 10 if I'm being honest. I hope I'm not being too harsh. I just don't know if a duck egg cookie is for me. I would definitely give it a try at least once to see if you like it. It's a very interesting cookie. It's a solid cookie. I think I was just expecting more from a duck egg cookie, but they do have the texture perfect. I have to give them that. All right, and with that, let's get in to some listener stories. This first story is a ghost story and it was sent in by JDBird0805. This is not my sister, not my mom. JDBird says, Hi, I wanted to say that I love your videos and I wanted to share an experience, one that I've genuinely wanted help with. My father leaves the house by 3am to go to work. I lived with my parents and my older sister. One night, I got up because I felt like I was being watched. I was sweating like crazy and my heart was pounding. Looking at the time, it read 4.36 a.m. Knowing my dad had already left for work, I went to my mom and asked to sleep with her. She said, sure, and I quickly dozed off feeling safe. A few hours later, I woke up to the sensation of being pulled. I looked at the clock that was in front of me and it read 7.22 a.m. I turned behind me to see who was grabbing me and it was my sister. For some reason, I couldn't see her face. It was all blurry, but I knew it was her based on the outfit and her shape. She whispered, come with me. And I said no, pulling my arm out of her grasp. I got scratched in the process. She backed up and left the room like a weirdo and I went back to sleep. The next morning, I woke up to the sound of my mom calling my name. I got up and started to leave her room when I heard her again. But as I stood there, my phone started to vibrate and my mom was calling me. I got scared and quickly locked the door and I answered. She said she was at the door and didn't have a key. So I went to open the door and she asked, Who locked the door? I went downstairs to check the mail. I was gone for five minutes max. I said, Maybe it was Gigi, my sister. She laughed and said, Your sister went to work. She left around six o'clock. I looked at my arm, seeing the cut, and told my mom everything. She got a little scared and refuses to talk about it. I know giving advice isn't something you really do on your account, but I'd really appreciate it. I'm scared of what may be lurking in my home. Thank you, JD Bird, for sending in your story. I love these types of stories though, where it's like you think that you're communicating with a real person and then later you find out that it wasn't them. Because in that moment, you're not afraid because you think what you're seeing or who you're talking to is real. And then looking back, it's like, holy crap, I interacted with something and had no idea it was paranormal. But there seems to be a lot of mimicking happening here with this entity. And I feel like there's probably something about that. I don't know if it's like a certain type of entity I don't know if that qualifies as a poltergeist. I know skinwalkers are known to kind of mimic humans, but it's obvious that whatever it is, it's trying to lead her astray. And in terms of advice, first of all, thank you so much for thinking that I have some type of knowledge to give you about this. 
If I were in your situation, I would talk to the people in the house about it more. Like I know your mom is freaked out and she probably doesn't want to talk about it because for some people just not talking about something and pretending it never happened works for them because if they don't feed into it, then they're not scared of it. You're not giving off this like fearful energy because you're not even giving into it at all. So technically that's a technique. In this case, it also sounds like whatever is there has also hurt you, like you got scratched. I don't know if that was like by accident or if it was that actual entity causing that. If you're really scared and you feel like there's something dark and it's gonna get worse or it's going to affect you in a more negative way, I would talk about moving out of that place. Or I would bring someone in and get some advice from a medium because like, what do I know, right? I'm just a podcaster. I know that was a long-winded answer to basically say, I don't know. <laughs> I would also say some affirmations out loud. I feel like that would just make me feel better, if anything, that if there is any negative energy in here, you're not allowed to be here and you're not allowed to mess with me anymore. I feel like sometimes that works, but I hope your situation has gotten better or you have moved out because that is super, super scary. And thanks again for sending in your story. This next one is a true crime story and it was sent in by Ile or Illy. Sorry if I am pronouncing your name wrong. It's a beautiful name though, by the way. I'm gonna give a trigger warning for this one because there are young kids involved and very horrific crimes happening against them. Ile says, just wanted to let you know in advance, this story is kind of gruesome and very frustrating. Okay, so I live in Niui a small island slash country in the Pacific Ocean, next to New Zealand. And because Niui is so small and unknown, the population is 1,800 people, we don't get visitors or national news press at all. That being said, there's been so many horrible crimes that no one knows about because it's not national, if that makes sense. Which is something to remember because it's a reason no one knows about the serial killer we had. When I was maybe 12, 13 years old, a little 11-year-old boy had been strangled and thrown into a river. When police found him, they kept digging and found three more young kids that had died the exact same way. The first boy died four weeks prior, and one more died each following week. The next known victim was a five-year-old girl. Let's call her Lilia. She was raped and beaten by five men for six hours, and then she was cut while still alive. They took a knife and sliced open her stomach, knees, and arms. After that, they decided to pour lemon juice in the cuts while holding her down and then poured lighter fluid down her throat. Poor girl. May she rest in peace and know she was loved. The reason we know this is that the attackers recorded the entire thing and sent the video out to everyone on CDs. Not very hard because of how small the place is. And that video was enough to bring attention to the entire country and make most of us paranoid. I still am. They did this five more times with little kids until finally one of the five men got arrested and ratted out everyone that was involved. And all of them got arrested, thankfully. The leader agreed to provide information on a huge kill that he had planned in order to get released from prison. And he was actually released because what he said was true. But then he was thrown back in prison for the same thing two weeks later. To this day, I live in fear that the same thing could happen to me. 
What disappoints me the most is that this didn't make national news, that these horrible people weren't exposed for the things they did. I've looked it up and there's no information about the case online at all to protect Naui's innocence or something and make it seem like nothing is wrong with our country, which is absolutely not true. So Ile, thank you for sharing your story and oh my god, this is absolutely like one of the darkest sides of humanity. This type of torture can only be done by a true, true psychopath. A population of 1800 people is very, very small. I'm pretty sure that's how many people I've had in my high school alone. I think we had more people than that. So when something like this happens, I just think, how could it not affect everyone? It's probably your neighbor's kid. Everyone is in such close proximity. They had to have known who was doing all of this. I am not surprised though that a country would want to cover all of this up, especially when you're very small and something major like this happens. Yeah, it could kind of ruin the image of your country. I don't think it's necessarily right though. I think people should know who these evil men were and how they can pay respect to the victims. And of course, in the US, we have our own serial killers. We've definitely had a number of sadistic ones also. And I hope I'm not generalizing here or saying that other countries are just lawless countries. But I do feel like in certain countries with different societal standards or societies, people who are okay with killing someone else, I feel like they can feed into that really dark humanistic side of them more than they can in the US, if that makes sense. Like in some countries, it's so easy for them to just like take off someone's head. That is a primitive side of humanity, which is really scary that we are capable of doing these things. But yeah, I feel like if we lived in a world that didn't have laws, we would see a lot of crazy sadistic things happen just like this. I really do hope that these people got locked away for good and that they never hurt anyone ever again. Especially in this small of a country, everyone I'm sure is just living in fear because it could, it could be them. I mean, the odds are really against them. And I really hope that these children got the justice that they deserved, that their parents got the justice that they deserved. Ugh, this one's icky. Very, very icky. These are like the men that when they were boys used to mess with like small animals and they never got out of that phase because no one ever told them or taught them to get out of that phase or they are just genetically psychopaths. Ugh, that one was a heavy one. I feel like we should take a breath from that one because that was a lot. So let's breathe in and breathe out. Exhale all of that negative energy. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This next story is called Grandpa Sent In by Anonymous. Anonymous says, I live in England. I would like to share a paranormal experience I have had. My grandpa, 76, had died of bowel cancer on my birthday, December 28th, 2022. He died in my grandma's house because he wished not to be hospitalized. Anyway, fast forward to when he was cremated. We got his ashes on Saturday, last week, and we spread them on the commons, a big dip of hills and scenery. But it was a little breezy causing them to fly everywhere. I was the one who got it the worst. And at first it was a little joke, but now it's kind of serious. Ever since then, I have been encountering some weird things. For a bit of background info, he was a heavy drinker and went out partying a lot despite his age. He smoked, drank, and was just a massive party animal. Back to the story, my mother was drinking beer because it had been a long week. But when she was about to finish the bottle, she began to feel incredibly ill. When she put down the bottle, she felt fine, but she picked it back up to drink it. It was just gone, like it evaporated. And you may think, that's not paranormal? Just wait. Last night, I got a strong smell of cigarette smoke and alcohol. I went downstairs to check if it was anyone, but everyone was fast asleep. So I didn't think anything of it. I went to the kitchen and grabbed a glass of water. I was walking up the stairs to go back to bed when something grabbed my leg. When I looked up to see what touched my leg, I saw a big figure of smoke that kind of looked like my grandpa. I blinked my eyes to see if it was still there, but it wasn't. And in the morning, I had a mark on my leg. Thank you, Anonymous, for sharing that story. And I'm so sorry to hear about your grandpa, especially dying on your birthday. That's a huge bummer. I feel like when someone passed very recently, that's when they tend to appear because they're still so strongly connected to the earth and to their family. And so they're still lingering around. And I think they especially want to be there for their family, knowing that they're having a tough time with their death, which I think is just super, super sweet. And smells are a big paranormal thing that I feel like a lot of people experience. And I think that's just so cool. Like when you smell someone's cologne or perfume or cigarette smoke when none of those things are around. I feel like not even the sciencey part of paranormal study can really explain that because it doesn't really have to do with energy, does it? Like smelling something that reminds you of someone. I feel like your grandpa removing all of the beer from your mom's bottle sounds like a prank, but at the same time, he was probably trying to help your mom because he knew he probably had a problem and didn't want to see his family go down the same path. So again, I think he's looking out for you. In terms of touching you though, even if it's endearing, I feel like that can be super scary. Like I would be freaking terrified. But hey, he is newly a spirit. Maybe he doesn't really know the boundaries quite yet and he has to learn it. 
Like maybe he didn't know that it was going to leave a mark on your leg and he probably saw it and was like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't do that again. But even though it sounds scary, again, I think he just wanted to be there for you. I don't think he was trying to scare you. But honestly, I love that for you, that your grandpa was still there even when he passed away. I haven't really experienced a death of a very close family member yet, but I feel like if you have, you want to feel their presence there still with you because you are not ready to let go. And to be able to have that gift, to be given that gift is so nice. So I'm glad you got to feel your grandpa for a little bit more after he passed away. I'm going to share two more stories and they are both going to be ghost stories. Feels a little bit right since Halloween is around the corner. This next one was sent in by Anonymous and it's titled Paranormal House. Anonymous says, I'm an empath with very spiritual friends. I work with spirits and energies. So I became first able to experience paranormal activity after my mother passed away of cancer in 2011. We moved in with my aunt shortly after, since on a single person income from my dad's job would have landed me and my three siblings in either a rundown apartment or homeless. Shortly after moving into the house, I began hearing voices and seeing figures. I know now that the first ones I experienced were malicious spirits. I would hear a voice in my doorway of an older man repeating my name. At first, I thought it was my dad, so I called out to it asking if it was him. That was the biggest mistake I've ever made. The voice was then in my ear, starting as a whisper and working up to a scream. I clamped my eyes shut and didn't move until it stopped. The next morning, I started crying to my dad, asking why he would do that, and my little sister, whom I shared a room with, asked as well. He looked at us severely confused and said, I wasn't in your room last night. I would have several more of these experiences throughout the years. I would experience being touched on my back while I was facing a wall, scratches, bruises, and seeing figures in my doorframe. But it all came to a point a few months ago. I have LED strips around my bedroom. They were glitching, so I unplugged them for the night and decided I would deal with it in the morning. Instead, while I was trying to fall asleep, the light started flashing many colors. Even though it shouldn't have been possible, it was unplugged. I made eye contact with the figure. It had eyes for the first time and a terrible wide smile. I clamped my eyes shut and the lights turned off. I heard a whisper next to my ear. You can't keep your eyes shut forever and felt something cold move down my spine. The next day, I called a friend of mine who is a medium. For the sake of privacy, I'll call them Jasper. I asked what entities they have seen following me, and they told me ones that I myself had also seen. On occasion, my mother, a little girl in a flower dress, and what they could only describe as an evil presence. After some research on the subject, I found a way to dispel it. It required that I keep my eyes shut whilst repeating an affirmation 10 times. I am divinely protected by the angels around me. My aura and chakras shall be made pure. I dispel any spirit that wishes me harm that you may harm me no more. As I repeated this chant, everything around me began to shake. I heard the voice yelling. I felt it digging into my skin, but I kept my eyes shut 
and suddenly, as I said the final words, it was gone. I haven't experienced its presence since, and my friends have not seen it around, though there are still some malevolent spirits residing in my house. I am dealing with them one by one. Thank you for your time. Love your series. Thank you, Anonymous, for sharing your story. I'm so sorry to hear about your mother passing, but I'm glad that she is one of the spirits following you. It seems like she does want to protect you. I think it's super interesting that you can have different types of spirits following you. Like you can have your mother or like a guardian angel, but you can also have an evil spirit following you. But it also kind of makes sense to me at the same time because yes, in a fairy tale world or story, we want to feel like our guardian angels can protect us from everything. But obviously being on this earth, we know that that's not true because we all experience horrible things all the time. So in that sense, I feel like even in the spirit world, it's the same thing. You can have these guardian angels follow you and at the same time have these evil spirits follow you and they kind of just like somewhat live in harmony or something. And going back to the first listener stories that I shared in this episode, this is a great thing to chant out loud 10 times. A part of me wishes it rhymed because I feel like that would feel so powerful and cool and it would feel like a spell. But hey, whatever works to get, you know, those malicious spirits out, not complaining. I also feel like Anonymous is being careful with their word choice when it comes to these evil spirits or malicious spirits. They're not saying demonic because I'm, I'm sure they know the difference between that. Honestly, I feel like sometimes a malicious spirit is like a really grumpy old dude that's died and is following you. Like you'll have a sweet little girl and then you'll have like a grumpy ass old man who shuts the door in your face and like wreaks havoc in your life, but it's just like an old man that had died. I also feel like that thought makes it less scary. Like it's just a man who was grumpy in real life just doing the same thing in the spirit realm, you know, like it's nothing demonic. It's just a really grumpy dude that I can't see, you know? Anyway, I hope you're able to get all of those unwanted spirits out of your home and out of your presence so you can live a peaceful life. So I'm gonna share one more listener story. This is also sent in by Anonymous. And this is, my little sister is an imaginary friend. Anonymous says, five years ago, my mom had a miscarriage at 21 weeks pregnant. It was very hard on all of us, but since I am the youngest and I am the only girl, it was the worst pain I had ever felt as I was looking forward to being a big sister. My little cousin, let's call her Riley, is now five and has always been very interested in my sister's bunny that has her ashes inside. She knows my sister's name and that she died. We have always been very open about that with her. About a year ago, Riley came to my house and was talking to me about a new friend she had met at nursery. She was very excited about it because this girl she had made friends with was new and immediately wanted to be friends with Riley. She said that this girl always goes to her dad's house and that she had dark brown hair and very blue eyes. She said she looked a lot like me. Riley said that she didn't speak too much and she never saw her mom or dad pick her up from nursery. She was always just there. And then the girl was just at her dad's house when she got there. I thought that was strange, but maybe she got there early and left late. Just after that, my cousin said the girl's full name. It just happened to be my sister's name. My sister's name is very unique 
and she said her first name, middle name, and last name. This freaked me out so much, I got my mom to come downstairs and Riley told her everything too. The part that my mom was freaked out the most by was that Riley has never met my sister's dad and we never spoke about him, but she somehow knew his name and exactly how he looked. Both him and my mom have dark hair and dark eyes, but me and my oldest brothers have brown hair and I'm the only one with blue eyes. A couple months later was the anniversary of my sister's death, so we took Riley to the grave. She said she saw the girl at the grave, run behind a tree, and she never saw the girl again. Thank you so much for reading. Thank you Anonymous for sharing your story and I'm so sorry to hear about your sister. I didn't even mean to but half of these stories have to do with family members that have passed away. But those are always the good and nice stories so I really do love that. That is super freaky. I am 100% positive that Riley's imaginary friend was your sister who was supposed to be your sister in the human world. I would honestly just be so curious about all of this. Like I would ask her so many questions like, yeah, what does she look like? Is she talking? Does she look like me? You know, what is she wearing? Did she say where she's at? And I also think she's sticking around because she was technically supposed to come to earth, but they are still connected to that family spiritually. So they are still around and I feel like they still present themselves in a way that they were supposed to look if they were to have been born and to come to life. And I think that's just so beautiful because whether you're alive or not, there are connections you have with souls or energies that stick around you. And the fact that, you know, from what I've heard, spirits get to decide or choose their families. I think that's such a cute thing and it sounds like she wanted to be around. And it sounds like going to the grave for the anniversary of her death really brought closure to everyone, including the cousin. Like maybe her little sister wanted to hang around just knowing how hard it was on the family and seeing them come together, you know, maybe after a year or a few years, she was ready to move on. But kids, man, they see so many things. It's so wild. Honestly, if I were to have a kid and they were seeing things, I wouldn't want them to give up that gift. I wouldn't push that away from them unless it was absolutely terrifying. In that case, let's forget all this happened. But I think this is such a beautiful thing that's happening here. And again, thank you Anonymous for sharing your story. You guys, I am so proud of myself. I didn't jump, I didn't scream. And now let's get into some cookies and crime trivia. So for the cookie, I tried a duck egg cookie. There's not much trivia around that other than it seems to be a lot healthier than a chicken egg. So consider eating duck eggs more. So I have two questions for you actually. The first question is what bird lays the biggest egg and what bird lays the smallest egg? I will give you five seconds to think about it. Okay, let's talk about the biggest egg first and I feel like most people will get this. It is the ostrich egg. I feel like we've seen multiple videos about this online, people sawing through it and making huge omelets. I have not tried an ostrich egg myself. I really want to though and I wanna make a series of making baked goods with different eggs to see how different they would taste. I feel like that'd be super fun. And the second question I feel like is harder. What bird lays the smallest egg? and that is the hummingbird, specifically the bee hummingbird. 
these eggs, oh my god, look so freaking adorable. They are about the size of a peanut M&M. They are so freaking cute. I honestly wonder if anyone has tried eating one of these eggs, which sounds crazy, but then again, we do eat other bird eggs, so don't call me crazy. So I just wonder, I'm not telling you to go out there and do it. I'm not saying that I'm doing that myself. I just wonder. I'm just gonna stop talking. Let's move on to the true crime trivia. So we talked about the country of Niue. I think I may have said Niue earlier, it's Niue, which as I'm reading more about it, it has connections with New Zealand. Like citizens there are New Zealand citizens, but it's a self-governing state. So take that as you will. Niue definitely isn't one of the most dangerous countries in the world, but I wanna talk about the safest country in the world. This fluctuates a lot, I feel like. So whatever your answer is, it's probably not wrong. But what is the safest country in the world? I'll give you five seconds. So from multiple websites I've been looking at, it seems like the number one safest country in the world is Iceland. Other countries in the top 10 safest countries list is Denmark, Ireland, New Zealand, Norway, Singapore. I always think of the coldest countries in Europe as being the most safe. I feel like it's just so cold and everyone is so spread out that no one's willing to commit a crime. It's just not worth it. But they also have really good communities, a good, or I should say better government than the US does. So they have way more reason to not commit crime and be happier in general. I just don't know if I could live in those countries because I need sun. It just feels like a horrible trade-off. Like, do I want to be safe 99% of the time, but I'm freezing and during the winters, it's really cold and really dark? Or do I want to live in a place that has a lot more convenience? It's a lot warmer, but if I step outside, I might be shanked. Like, it's, it's so hard to choose for some reason. But I have been to Iceland, can confirm everyone is so nice i had a stranger let me stay at their place at night because the road was blocked due to a storm i would never stay at a stranger's place in the u.s but they were so kind and i honestly love that i had that experience so highly recommend visiting iceland if you can and that is all for this episode thank you to everyone who has sent in a story if you would like to send in a story, whether it's paranormal, true crime, or straight up just weird, you can send it to my email at bakersmancookies at gmail.com or you can go to my website and there is a section where you can share your story there. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe or follow to the Cookies and Crime podcast. That way you can be one of the first people to listen to a new episode when it comes out episodes come out bi-weekly and i hope you guys have a fun and safe halloween and i will talk to you guys next time stay safe out there with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.